The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello and welcome to Absent Minded. Uh, we continue our North Division playoff preview. And where else do we finish but with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh, joining me today is, is Sean McIndoe from The Athletic, from Puck Soup Podcast. You might know him from Twitter by Down Goes Brown. Sean, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, right on. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to start off with your Team Chaos article that you wrote for The Athletic. And at what point did you know that you would be making a lot of Canadians fans happy? You know what? I uh, like a lot of stuff like that, that I write, that was a case of starting at the end and then working backwards. (laughs) And I I sort of figured that I had to do something involving it. It had to really be Toronto or Montreal and ending up, uh, ending up against Carolina and and doing the, the tradition versus the, uh, the, the, uh, the new, the new kids. Uh, and I, I decided that Montreal would work better for a couple of reasons. One, they are a little bit older, take themselves a little bit more seriously even than the Leafs do. Uh, and then also as a Leafs fan, I figured I, I had to get the Leafs out early. Uh, otherwise, yeah. people reading would just be getting madder and madder that, that even in my chaos universe, I was still being a shameless homer. So uh, I figured that uh, by... By putting the Leafs out in in round one in in that universe, I could I could maybe buy myself a little bit of uh, a little bit of leeway with the other the other things I'd be writing. And the bonus is you would get like storm surge like anger in two languages as well if it's Montreal. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, bonus. it would it would it would uh, it would just be uh, be phenomenal in the in the sense of being phenomenally awful. It would <laughs> it would just be absolutely. Uh, just just two weeks of misery for the for the rest of us watching it. It it, it would be helpful if Sebastian Ajo like broke out for like a great series, won the Conn Smythe as well. Just just for yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Just a little you know, a little twist on Mark Bergevin. Just a just a little bit. Yeah. You know, he Mark Mark Bergevin could say, "Look, I was right. He, he is worth eight million. Get like an eight year contract extension uh, sure. on it as well. That that'd be chaos too, I think as well. Um, on to the Maple Leafs, and it's. I asked Steve this at the beginning when we had Steve Dangle on the preseason, how they felt about being the favorite. And he's like, Oh no, we're not the favorite. We're we're scared of, you know, the other shoe dropping at any moment. I'm guessing with the playoffs, it doesn't get any easier, right? No, not at all. That's we're, we're still waiting for something to happen. I mean, you're seeing all of these predictions and analysis pieces going up then, you know, that, that, that they have the Leafs as, uh, fairly overwhelming favorites in you know, 70, 75, 80%, uh, which in the, in the cap era and the parity era is, is, uh, almost as, as big a favorite as, as you can be. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, look, I, I know that other fan bases are like, yeah, here we go. Here's the Leafs. They're pumping their tires again. Leaf fans plan the parade. I I'll just say it again. If, if you think Leaf fans are planning the parade, you don't know any real Leaf fans. <laughs> you, you have met a caricature at some point and, uh, that's, that's what you're still clinging to, but no, we're, we're all waiting for the, uh, for the other shoe to drop. We're trying to figure out, okay, what's the most painful way that this could go. Uh, and then you work back from there. And, uh, and most years for the Leafs, that's, that's exactly where we wind up. It, it's funny because my, my dad's a Leafs fan, uh, was his entire life. And because his dad was a Leafs fan, you know, when he was growing up, he only had one TV. And so he was during, during game seven, the four, one game, and I'm sorry to bring it up, but during the four, one game, he, he was on a cruise ship and had no inter- internet access, no access to watch the game. And it wasn't like until like weeks after he came back that he realized how close they were to winning that series. Oh man. Um, so yeah, it, it, he, uh, I think that he's lost his like actual uh, true, like optimism capacity, like what long ago. So yeah. I, I don't think it hurt him that long, that much, but like, yeah, I, it was, it was uh, interesting when he came back. I'm like, you don't, you have no idea how close they were to winning. Do you? And he's like, no, what happened? Yeah, so that's that's part of the reason. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll tell you that the Leaf fan secret is that part of the reason that that game stings is is not because it was a good team because that 2013 <laughs> Leafs team that was that, that team stunk and in fact losing that series was probably the best thing that could have happened to them because because Lord knows what they would have done if they had actually pulled it off and, and convinced themselves that they were onto something. It, it was the fact that even even when it was two one going into the third period, you're sitting there going, yeah, we know how this ends. <laughs> And then they score the set and they make it 3-1. You go, okay, I don't know. And then it's 4-1 and you're going, oh, man, they might actually do. Am I allowed to feel a little bit of hope? Do I Maybe I'll wait till it gets to about the 12-minute mark and then I'll start getting excited. And then sure enough, it, it does. And then the comeback starts yeah. and you go, okay, yeah, you know what? That's on uh, That's on me. That's on <laughs> us. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have gotten suckered in like that. Yeah, there's a lot of fans who are like, what did I do wrong? Like, did I change my position on my seat? Like, what, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's absolutely. The ho- it's the hope we still haven't you, forgiven right? Matt Fratton for missing that breakaway <laughs> with five minutes left. Uh, it's it's that would have would have restored the three goal lead. It's yeah, uh, yeah that and and you know what? That's uh, you know, people are like, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. And Leaf fans are like, no, it's not. No, it's, it's the worst thing that's happened yet. <laughs> That doesn't mean it can't get worse. There's always, there's always another level. And, and sure. I mean, this series, I mean, Lord knows if it was going to happen with anyone, it would, it would have to be against Montreal. I mean, that's the only way you up the ante enough to, to, to get something that's, that's going to be maximum pain. So yeah, we're all waiting around to see, uh, see how it's going to play out. Yeah. That kind of plays into my, my next question, which was on a scale of one to capitals fan before 2018, uh, how nervous is the average least fan? But yeah, it, it, it's, uh, you know, Speaking from a Montreal perspective, it would be terrifying to be the favorite in this series. Either way, um, you know, it just happens to be Toronto. Like, I, I feel like in Montreal's case, it's almost like a a no lose situation because if they get blown out, then obviously there's going to be changes, and you know, maybe they won't cling on to Eric Stahl and Corey Perry. And then, uh, you know, if if they end up winning or anything like that, it's just like okay, whatever. It's it's house money and. Being the favorite in the playoffs, like Montreal has been down that road a couple of times. Their last couple of losses have been as the favorite. And it's just, it's an, it's an unsettling, unsettling road. Uh, yeah. And, and Montreal's pulled off the upsets. Too, right. right? Yes. Mean, we, we yeah. They've, the they've done that. Last year with the Penguins, it's, 
uh, you know, th th this is one of the things, and, and even stepping back from from just the Leafs or, or, or the Habs, it, it it still stuns me to this day when you hear anyone talking with any kind of certainty about what's going to happen in the NHL. <laughs> like, oh, you know, this team's a lock. That's even you know, Colorado, oh, the Avalanche are going to beat the Blues. Of course, it's a lock. It's a, it's a lock. Have you paid any attention to what the NHL has become? Uh, I mean, this is this is very close to being a league of coin flips at this point, and and some people love that, and other people, uh, not so much. Uh, but it's it it doesn't matter. It's what it is. And anytime anyone, uh, you know, acts like anything is is any kind of sure thing, or or, or it it just it boggles my mind because I'm I'm like, is this your first day here? Have you not <laughs> paid attention to any of the last few years of the playoffs in this league? Especially this year, because it's, it just seems like the first round, I, I think that we got kind of lulled into a, a sense of security uh, or a sense of like familiarity with the bubble playoffs last year. And the first few games of the first round this year have been out of this world. Like, I don't know if it's just because last year the bubble playoffs were kind of like subdued a little bit, but the first couple of games, like first three going to overtime, then that you had that Tampa Bay, Florida game, which is ridiculous. And I just feel like it's going to be... I, I, is it possible that we're underselling this Montreal Toronto series a little bit? Like I, I just, part of me feels like, you know, the first time that like someone goes in the corner and there's like a dirty hit. At, like I remember when Montreal played Ottawa a few years ago and it was just like, Oh, this is going to be a, you know, rivals and you're trying to play up this rivalry. And, and obviously there's nothing to play up in Toronto's uh, Montreal and Toronto's rivalry. But then all, all that happened is that Lars Eller got hit by Eric Ryba and everything just went out the window and there's people that I know who still hate the Ottawa centers. And you had Paul McLean calling out uh, Rafael Diaz for the pass. And then Brandon Prest called uh, Paul McLean, the uh, bug eyed walrus. And it just, it, it just like, escal like escalated really quickly. And I feel like yeah. we, we fans are already on edge, but just the, I, I think like as soon as like one game happens, it's going to like, something's going to happen that this, this series is going to go off the rails too. I think it's yeah. It's, it's funny because it's, it, it's something that, I've been watching playoff hockey for decades and it still catches me by surprise when you sit down to watch those first few games, just how much the intensity goes up. Just <laughs> the fact that you've got two teams where, yeah, in the regular season, yeah, there's hitting. Yeah. There's, you know, some stuff happens, but in the regular season, there is, you know, there's no reason you're playing a team. You might play them again in a few nights, but you're, you're not looking to, to, to you're not worried about your opponent you're worried about your own team and your own game and, and where you are in the standings and all that and then suddenly you know you're playing the same team seven games in a row and it just changes all the equations suddenly it makes sense to go for the big hit it makes sense to 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 go for uh plays that you wouldn't normally go for and it just uh, in the attention and everything it just goes off the rails so quickly and and maybe maybe that's the only the one and only bit of good news for for Toronto Montreal fans the fact that we're having to sit through this ridiculous wait <laughs> while we wait for Calgary and Vancouver to play these games that nobody cares about that by the time Thursday rolls around we'll have seen you know we'll be two or three games into all these other series and and we'll be firmly into playoff mode cuz i it, it's going to get so ridiculous it's, I mean, it's funny right now. I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm joking back and forth with Habs fans and I'm just like, it's not going to be like this in a couple of days. It's, it, it this is going to turn so nasty and so over the top and so ridiculous. And I don't know what is going to happen. That's going to make 
make it go that way. I don't know which side will be mad and which side will be on the defensive or any of that stuff. But the the ups and downs and twists and turns that we've got ahead of us for the next couple of weeks uh, is is something that I don't think any of us are mentally ready for or maybe even can get until you get into it and you just go, oh, right, it's the playoffs. Everybody loses their minds for for a couple of weeks. And, and, and I think that you wrote about this, too, about, you know, things to root for in the last stretch of the season. And, and one of the things was exactly what ended up happening, Montreal playing Toronto in the first round. And I, I don't know if people who are outside Montreal and Toronto, or at least even like people who have been around a while with Montreal and Toronto are prepared for what hockey Twitter is about to see. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, Toronto, Montreal rule the narrative. Like there's so many reporters on each side. There's so many, you know, people who are prominent on, on both sides of the equation. But I, I'm really not sure that people are prepared for what exactly is going to happen on social it media. Like, yeah. And, and certainly in the States, because I mean, yeah. here's the thing you look at, <laughs> you know, I I'm, as we're talking, I've, I've got the, the Penguins Islanders game on now. I we're, we're of this series and it's already getting a little bit nasty. And, and I follow some Penguins fans and I follow some Islanders fans and I see them going head to head. And I see it with Bruins and Capitals, another, another series where there's been that back and forth. But what I think people aren't prepared for with this series is you've got this huge Toronto fan base <laughs> with all the pent up anxiety and angst and everything that goes with that. You've got this huge Montreal fan base that is always running in the red uh, at the best of times. But then you've got this huge third fan base, which is everyone else in Canada who hates both these teams and doesn't want anything good to happen to either one of them. And is is just it's it's going to be this three way brawl, um, and you know that that all all those fans who you know the other teams some of them will be doing the big performative oh it gets too much attention why is everyone talking well how come nobody's talking about the Winnipeg Jets <laughs> and others will just embrace it fully and just go right in and and they'll just be sitting there egging on both sides and and you know they, oh you believe what Wayne Simmons did you see Brendan Gallagher it's it's. It's going to be an absolute mess, and it's yeah. not going to be fun. No, it, like, no, it, it's now, not going to be fun. We're laughing about it. It's not going to be fun no. by like by Saturday night. By the end of game two, <laughs> you're all going to be sitting there. All of us, and me included, are going to be sitting there going, "Oh right, I, I, now I remember. This sucks. This is <laughs> awful. We hate each other, and uh, and it's going to stay like that until the series is over, and then who knows how long it's going to take to." <laughs> to repair the rift after that, if, if it ever does get done. But you, you mentioned the rest of Canada, and, and I think that Senators Twitter and Canucks Twitter are two of the most underrated fan bases, and, and they're just going to be like chaos all the way. Like, they're, 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 if any Dude, fan I'm base... in Ottawa. I <laughs> mute any Senators fans you follow on Twitter now. Yeah. It's uh, it, because, yeah, th- that is that is going to get uh, very messy. Yeah, you talk about like the... the uh, the sicko sends like it's just gonna it's gonna they're gonna they, they already like have that angst towards both fan both Montreal and Toronto like it's just not mm-hmm. gonna it's it's gonna be they, they know how to play that troll ro- role very well uh and they're gonna they're gonna egg on people for sure so yeah it, it the best like you say best thing to do is just mute them right now and that way you don't get yeah you don't get suckered into it and and every every leaf and, and Habs fan is listening to that going yeah i got i won't take the bait yeah you will <laughs> yeah you will five minutes into game one i'll be right there with you uh, they'll be you know someone will be like was joe thornton always this dirty and i'll be on twitter like how dare you talk about joe thornton? it's just it's it, we 
we can all see the the train wreck right in front of us and but we're all just kind of happily is strolling down the train tracks waiting for it to to arrive yeah i I, you know we haven't like i I don't think people especially canadians fans uh, aren't ready for Corey perry in the playoffs like i feel like all season long all season long they're like oh yeah Corey perry he's gonna you know he brings that edge and and things but then canadian fans are not used to having that guy on their side and and I, I I'm yeah. There's gonna be something that's gonna happen where it's, it's gonna be borderline, and then it's gonna it's gonna crack. I I I will tell you, man. The guy I want to watch is Gallagher because I yeah. love that. I love him as a player. <laughs> but oh, good lord! In a seven game series against the Maple Leafs, it's I, I hope Brian Marchand, wherever you are, man. I hope you enjoyed being public enemy number one in Toronto for the last four <laughs> years, five years, eight years, because you're gonna lose your title three shifts into game one uh, when, when, uh, when, when Gallagher starts, uh, starts doing his act. And I mean, Montreal fan, Zach, Zach Hyman. I know some of you are like, yeah, I heard about him. He's, yeah, it sounds like a good local story. 20 goals. Good for him. Nope. Not for long. Uh, Cause you're gonna, you're gonna absolutely want to strangle this kid uh, by the, by the first intermission. It's, it's going to be such, such a mess. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, just just thinking about Montreal, Boston, because that's the most recent big Habs rivalry and especially historically, probably most similar to the Leafs. And, you know, Dale Weiss is still a hero for how he went after Milan Lucic. And, and th- these series are just built for like, you know, whether it's, it's Hyman or Wayne Simmons or someone who's, who's not, we're not even thinking of right now, who's just going to come in and put the fan base on his back and just uh create like a whole new cult following uh for a player and it's just it's it's exciting to me because like i said my dad's a Leafs fan so i grew up not hating toronto to be honest like there's more similarities than not and but it's just i'm looking forward to it and like it's just i don't think it's sunk in honestly for me because you know i i wasn't born in in 1979 like it's just I don't think it's going to sink in until like I'm watching game one. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's Toronto and what's going to happen. And, and it's just, yeah, it, it's I, like, I, I feel like as much as we're anticipating this and we have like the long wait, I feel that it's almost like not sinking in for, for a lot of people, especially like the, mm-hmm. the, the millennial generation, I think, I, because I think that that fan base is kind of the, the one that's maybe underselling it a little bit or, or just like oh yeah it's just another series but at, in the back of their mind they're like no 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 it's not another series like this has never happened in in a lot of people's lifetimes so it, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves and and what is going to come out of it because i feel like no matter which team loses there's going to be a lot of fallout um pro, you know especially if it's not a close series but i i think it will be a close series but a lot of a lot of that on, on a montreal perspective is like everyone is just kind of like waiting for them to turn the corner. Like, I feel like it's just like the, the whole season is like, Oh yeah, they're still good. They're still good. You know, it's, it's only game 55 and they're still good. They're still good. And it's like, they, they wait to clinch the playoffs. And now it's just they're They made the playoffs. Like, oh yeah. It's just a schedule. It's just a schedule. They're, they're still good. They're still good. And then, you know, they could be down Oh, two after two games and going into game three. It's like, Oh yeah. We haven't had home, a home, a home, a home game yet. We're still good. And I, I feel like they're just waiting to turn that corner, but, at the same point, if Montreal wins one of the first two games in Toronto, you mentioned it, the doubt just comes right back for these fans, right? And even, even the team itself, right? Because they're, they know that they're the favorites, which, which uh, you know, is, is a factor as well, I think, on the if, ice. If yeah. Montreal wins game one, it, it, Toronto 
becomes chaos. <laughs> the city, the market, the fan base. Yeah. Hopefully not the team, but absolutely maybe the team. I mean, it's 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 not going to take much. It it'll be, you know, five big carry price <laughs> saves in the first period will be enough to send that least team to the to the room going. Like, <laughs> oh, this is going to happen again. And, and one bad goal against because that creates the whole goaltending yeah. controversy. And yeah, yeah. it it's That's... a very it's very volatile. I feel like on on both sides. Like even you know even on Montreal side, like Carey Price has a bad game. You know, people are going to be starting calling for Jake Allen and. You know, you have the underdog mentality in Montreal, but I feel like people still expect the team to win the series. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to watch. Just just from a hockey perspective, not even mentioning the the, the fans of all. Like, I, I don't think that that Edmonton, Winnipeg, or or even any of these teams against the other, like Toronto, Winnipeg, Montreal, Edmonton, like it, it just wouldn't have that same that same bite as well as being the first round of playoffs, which uh, I think adds to it as well a little bit because both fans races are just like, we have to get out of round one. Like, you know, uh, it, it just, it's, it's going to be really, really fun. Um, something I, I want to bring up is that I, I, I was doing research and, and I found this um, Reddit AMA that you did seven years ago. Um, and in it, somebody uh, asked you what you would do differently uh, if you ran a hockey team. And I'm just going to run off quickly the, the four, the four points you had there. I don't even know if you remember this. Like if I you, don't know. Okay. So, so the four, this was in February of 2014. So the four things you said is the use of analytics to guide the decision-making uh, high risk, high reward draft strategy. Don't, don't draft third liners, uh, sit out the first wave of three agency uh, because bargains will be available afterwards and understand that luck and random chance plays a huge role in success and accept that and ignore narratives. And so my next question to you is, when did you become Tyler Dubas? <laughs> because yeah, that, uh, that that one held up okay. I was <laughs> I was nervous when you started, I but uh, uh, yeah, I I mean I I'd, I'd stand by a lot of that, and and I'll tell you, it's it it is that last one that, <laughs> uh, that really stands out to me because yeah. it is. I mean, look, there, there is an enormous amount of luck random chance i mean that so much of what we do and and you know even we being the <laughs> hockey media is is seeing outcomes that are de- determined by luck and randomness understanding instinctively that that's not something that we can put out there in the world <laughs> and so crafting all of these narratives around it to explain you know i mean how much hockey media in the last decade has become you know it's all about who wants it they didn't have they didn't compete hard enough and oh why did this team win you know why they love it man this team they love each other in the room they play for each other and they find a way and all this stuff where you're just sitting there going this doesn't even make any sense you're not saying anything um and and the reason for that and i know this from experience is i'm not going to get paid to just write a piece that says this team had the hotter goalie and that's it. Or, you know, this, uh, this, this yeah. team got the bounces. So we, we come up with all this stuff and you know, that that's the reality. You look at this Leafs team, right? What's the narrative around this Leafs team. They just can't do it in the playoffs. They, you know, the, the games get big and they just get too big for this team. And whether it's because they don't work hard enough or they don't want it bad, or they're these spoiled millennials who, <laughs> who won't put the effort in and, and all of this stuff. I mean, look at, Look at what the Leafs have, have been. They had 2017, they played a Capitals team that was one year away from winning a Stanley Cup. Far better six games, pretty good. 2018 and 19, they play a Bruins team that was really good. What one game away from winning the Stanley Cup, and they take them to game seven. 
Uh, and then even last year, Columbus, they, they go to a deciding game. They should have won that series, but they shoot 2%, five on five. I mean, what are you, you going to do? Was that a, are they a bad shooting team or did they just go cold at the wrong time? You could absolutely sit down, cool-headed in the light of day, and say the biggest problem for this current iteration of the Maple Leafs is they have just had some bad luck in the playoffs in terms of who they matched up against uh, and, and how the outcomes played out, and that that's it. Other than that, there's, there's nothing wrong with them, and it's absolutely possible that could happen again. They could play Montreal. They could be the better team. They could dominate the series and still lose because Carey Price gets hotter or whatever else happens. Uh, and you sit there and go, you know what? But they did deserve to win. But here's the deal. That's not going to fly in Toronto <laughs> no. if they win this. It doesn't matter how much sense what I just said might make to you. If they lose this series, it's going to be the, it's going to just be absolute chaos in, in the fan base, the media, everything. It doesn't, they could outshoot the Habs 50 to 10 every single night uh, and lose one nothing, and it will not matter. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, they they've just they've run out of runway to take the calm rational <laughs> approach. They have to win. They have to win at least one series and probably two. And then they win two, and then you go on to the final four, and that's going to be a whole mess for whoever comes out of the Canadian division. So um, you know that that's it's 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 not Stanley Cup or else, but they got to win a round or two. And, and if they don't, even if they play great. Even if there's no flaws that are un, you know, that 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 are unveiled, there's nothing. It's it's not going to matter. They have to they have to win, and that is I say that knowing how stupid it sounds to anyone who understands how hockey works, but it's it's just where we are. Yeah, you know, you know, I I lived through that that 2010 series, Montreal Washington, and that happened to Washington, right? It, it just it 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 set them back a few years because they 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 it couldn't did. just deal with the fact that they got goalied <laughs> and and they yeah. they kept looking for answers and, and bruce boudreau didn't they last change their whole that. style yeah. they fire coaches they, they and it was i mean they're two two or three years lost in the prime of the ovechkin era because they got spooked by it, it wasn't just that series but that yeah. was the exclamation point on a stretch where they weren't having playoff success uh one of my favorite articles i've in, in hockey media is the the japers rink post where it talks about the, the, the night everything changed and whether it needed to uh if you have never read it google that <laughs> that that title i just gave you find the article it's fantastic it's from a few years ago before they won the cup and it goes into how the the whole organization from the top down basically imploded over this fluke outcome uh and uh and you know what you can read that piece now and you can look at it and you go yeah it makes total sense absolutely the the, the capitals just just absolutely played that wrong but here's the leafs on the brink of it happening and it i promise you if if it happens the call for changes in toronto and i don't know what they, what they'll do but the calls for changes will dwarf anything we heard out of washington after the halak series yeah i feel i, I feel bad for william nylander already if that if that was to happen because i i don't know why it just feels like he's the one that that leaves fans jump on the most he's um, he's the easy one but i, I tell you it will it's gonna go higher than and him including dubas including sheldon keith including yeah. brendan shanahan there will be you know calls that get shanahan out of here and bring in i geez i don't even i can't even imagine don cherry's not doing anything these <laughs> days maybe he's the guy that we need to bring in to uh to do it it's it's just gonna be completely and and you know the flip side is you know montreal could get absolutely 
destroyed in this series still win the series and people will go yeah Bergevin knew what he was doing lock him up five-year <laughs> extension bring back to shot bring everything commit get, to the get carry price another raise uh 10. and then you'll be sitting enough. there like two years later going what did we do that for man we just had a good week why would we why did we overreact but this is i mean it's 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 yeah. it's nonsense but it's also the beauty of it this is this is yeah. what makes it fun uh and maddening and everything else in between to be a hockey fan is is that yeah we're of course we're going to overreact to every little thing that happens for the next uh, week or two that's what we do yeah it's 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 crazy because you know there's there's so much riding on it not you mentioned if the Leafs lose but even if Montreal loses like even as the underdog you know they have an interim head coach they have a GM who has one year left on his contract they have you know a bunch of free agents that they're their last two first round picks or, or two of the last three first round picks were on the roster are scheduled to not play in game one. Who knows if that's going to change by the time Thursday rolls around, but it, it, there's just like, it, it's, it's so such a weird narrative already. And we haven't even played one second of, of hockey yet. So it, it's, it's going to be something that's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Like if you're, if you're a neutral fan and I don't know if you're listening to this, if you would be or, or, or what's that, but yeah, Twitter's going to be a mess. You're going to be a mess. And you either want to get out now or, or grab your popcorn. Yeah. Just, just know what you're in for. (laughs) And if you're, uh, if you're a fan of either team, my goodness, I, I, I'll say it right now. I know I've got a lot of followers who are Habs fans (laughs) and I know there, there's some of them are listening to this right now and they're going, Oh yeah, this guy, I like this guy. Cause he's a Leafs fan. You know what? He's reasonable. I always, I always like him. (laughs) You're going to hate me. <laughs> a week from now, you will just you will absolutely, and I don't know what I'm gonna do, and I'm not gonna do it on purpose, but it'll be something, <laughs> and you will absolutely hate me. You will have people tweeting you like I can't believe you had that idiot on your show. That guy's the absolute worst. I, I'm uh, sure I'm sure it's gonna happen anyway. I mean, we have it from our our own our own alumni. Like there's people who, who come to Eyes on the Prize who still still can't stand Andrew Brookshire. Um even after all these years. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to, it's going to happen that people are going to get crazy, but if you ever need tips on how to troll the Montreal fan base, uh, you're at Yale athletic, just, just ask Sarah Sivian for some tips because she, yeah. she well, that was a masterclass, absolute masterclass. Um, uh, after- I, I don't, I mean, that's, that's one of those things where you, you got to just let the master do what the master <laughs> does. And I, I can't, I can't compete with yeah. that. It, it, it was, it was just, I, just as a, as a, I was just watching it. I could see Canadian fans taking a bait and I'm just like, oh man, you guys have no idea what you're doing. So yeah, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, you know, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, and it, I, I'm going to say this not tongue in cheek, but it, I hope you enjoy it because I, I think that this is something that is no, no matter what happens, I think that this is going to be something that's going to be memorable um, for, for the fans that remember 93 or the possibility of 93. I, this is, it's happening. Montreal and Toronto are playing in the playoffs and, and it's not the same as there w- as it would be with fans in the stands, but, or at least till game six potentially, but uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, I, I apologize in advance for any Canadians fans that come after you. Yeah, well, it's uh, I thank thank you for that. Thank you for having me, and I I do plan to enjoy it for as long as I can, which will probably be <laughs> five minutes, roughly okay. halfway into the first shift. Yeah. Uh, and let's all like let, let's let's do this: Montreal, Toronto, all the fans. Let's go in. Let's we'll have the series, 
we'll have a little cooling off period. And then at some point in the summer, when things are back to normal, let's all get together, crack a beer and, uh, and, and try to patch up whatever, uh, however many of us are left, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see if we can patch it up and and move forward from there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you so much and, uh, and, uh, have have a good one. Stay safe. Right on. Thanks. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.